Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Welcome back once again to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I, as always, am Rooster, and always with Grow. Hello. How you doing? Good. You know, we leave for a week for spring break, not together, because that'd be weird. Uh, and the world goes to shit. Yeah, there's there really is too much to talk about in our, our limited time. <laughs> well, let's do our best. All right. The biggest thing is the, uh, the Mueller, or sticks up to say the Mueller document <laughs> came out. And, uh, you know, I, I'm shocked. There is no evidence of collusion. Well, you know what? The, the diehard, um, uh, Trump haters and, uh, um, with Trump delusion syndrome, everybody, they, it doesn't matter to them. It's like, well, we need to see the whole report. That's, that's not the report. That's just someone's opinion about the report. It's like, shut up. Well, it, part of that is true. I mean, it is, it is Barr's opinion, but he is the attorney general. It's his legal opinion about it. But the fact that there's no evidence of collusion means that there's no evidence of collusion. But the funny thing is the Democrats want, you know, the Pelosi's and the Schiff's and the John Brennan's want the underlying documents to be released too, which is illegal because the subject of that investigation is entitled to the privacy of stuff that does not incriminate them. Yep. So they're, they're wanting to see that stuff too. They're not entitled to it. And funny, funny enough, it's the Republicans are saying, hey, we'd love to see as much of this stuff disclosed as possible. And Trump is saying, hey, Barr should, at his discretion, let the stuff out there. But there's there is some that some of the people in it, witnesses have right to privacy. Right. The underlying documents are not subject to be uh, released. And there are certain legalities in doing some of that stuff, but it sounds like Barr is going to let a lot of it out and it's coming at the end of April. And, uh, what's his name? Not Schiff, the other guy. Um, Oh God, who's going after him? Uh, Jerry. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, Nope, we want it by April 2nd. No later. That deadline's still in place. And from all I understand, Barr gets to say, fuck you. You know, you'll get it when I give it to you. And uh, so now they're saying that there might even be some uh, investigation into the Democrats over this thing because the dossier that they put out was false. They knew it. Yeah, it was and the Steele dossier. Is that yeah, so it went through two FISA courts, and they want to know, well, who are the judges who signed off on this, and why should they have? Because there was one judge in this whole process who said, you can't do this. There's no evidence in this thing. But what's even funnier to me is the Democrats are now saying, well – there's, it doesn't exonerate him. It doesn't say, they just say they couldn't find it. You know, you're a thief. I can't find any evidence of you stealing anything, but we all know you're a thief. Yeah. Just the fact that uh, I couldn't find any proof that you're not a thief doesn't mean you're not a thief. Yeah. Facts don't matter at this point. I mean, you're not c- convinced these people that Trump's not either an idiot, um, the most evil man on the planet, or maybe both. You're not gonna get. It. You're not gonna convince them otherwise at this point. There's too many people that have this delusion and this cognitive dissonance where, you, if you start like telling them facts, it doesn't. It doesn't compute. It like makes the the gears and the hardware like burn out, and they just freak out on you. Well, you know what this reminds me of. Do you remember the movie The Breakfast Club? Yeah, I watched that on the plane coming back uh, from my trip, and uh, there's the one scene where it's uh, Bender the burnout. Um, Brian, the smart kid, and Claire, the prom queen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bender's uh, saying that uh, Brian's a cherry. He's like, I'm not a cherry. No. I, Yeah. He goes, uh, who have you laid? Oh, I've laid lots of times. Well, who? Uh, you wouldn't know her. She's from Menor, Niagara Falls. She's from Canada. <laughs> and, and so he's got this lie that's obviously a lie. And he's going all in on it. And then Bender looks and goes, why are you motioning to Claire? Oh, you and Claire. And he's going, no, just, you know, <laughs> at that point, he's too far in on the lie 
he can't just say, no, I, I didn't say that. You know, he's just like, just drop it. We'll bring this up later. And that rem- that sort of struck me watching that as the position the Democrats are in right now. Because they're, uh, they're looking at this saying, no, there was collusion. And the Mueller report, who they've said all along, we're going to trust the Mueller report. Um, Trump's going to try and fire him to obstruct right. it. He fired Comey to obstruct it, which is ridiculous because Comey wasn't doing the investigation. And firing him, it's not like the FBI gets shut down at that point. Right. So, um, so at that point, uh, you're investigating this whole thing and they're saying he's trying to obstruct it. He's never tried to obstruct it. They say that he's going to fire him so that the whole thing goes to hell. Well, he never did that. And now they're saying, uh, just because this has come out, well, Mueller didn't do it right. But all along, you've told us that you were going to stand by what Mueller said. Adam Schiff said that. John Brennan said that. They're all saying, and now they're saying, well, you know, it doesn't exonerate him, and we don't know what's in that report. Yeah. Uh, well, and another problem is they they say, okay, there, there's no evidence of collusion, but he's he was uh, actively trying to obstruct justice, and, and I'm like, and people are saying, well, if there was no crime, there's no obstruction. Now I get they're saying, well, yeah, but there was all kinds of guys that got into trouble because of this um, investigation. He was trying to uh, impede that. And it's like, but they, this investigation was, like Trump said, a witch hunt. Never should have fucking happened in the first place. And all these people that got caught up in, you know, ancillary things that aren't related to it. Uh, yeah, they did. But really, they should, this, this should, that should have been a void. That shouldn't have happened because this investigation should not have went on for two fucking years. Well, again, I'm not a lawyer. Um, but from what I understand legally, you can't obstruct justice in a case where you can't be found guilty. So in other words, going back to the stealing thing, if I accuse you of being a thief and find no evidence whatsoever that you could have stolen anything and you tried to obstruct me along the way, you can't really obstruct me from, or I, yeah, you can't obstruct me from investigating something that turns out you didn't do. Right. You know, you you can't be guilty of trying well, to stop an investigation that finds you. I see a lot of these operatives um, that aren't lawyers. You know, the talking heads, and then the some of the politicians, the the Democrats, and just uh, just regular people that they interview on the on the street, saying, "Well, you know, uh, Trump, maybe maybe he didn't uh, um, legally um, commit treason, but he did it, and we all know he did." It. I mean, he went on TV, and he even just said, "Russia, look into her emails." He actually asked him on TV. I mean, the guys, the guys, evil. He's so evil. Well, he is. I yeah, mean, he's just not. You're not going to convince these people yeah. otherwise, and it's it's ludicrous. Well, you know, I saw someone post something about, uh, and I'm probably off on these numbers, but I think there were 32 indictments out of this thing. Like 26 of them are Russian hackers. That may or may not even exist. Right. And there's but you, no, no you, chance of you getting can't, yeah. You can't prosecute them. Right. And Manafort's one uh, for uh, doing something with his taxes. And it Papadopoulos, has, Yeah, they're saying thing. that process things. It's, it has nothing yeah. to do with collusion. Yeah. So there isn't anybody in that that was found guilty of colluding with the Russians. And there was another guy, not Roger Stone, but the uh, – I don't know my notes here. The uh, the writer who was – who said, I'm going to get picked up any time now after Roger Stone did because – Oh, yeah, yeah. They um, said Stone talked to him and he told – or Stone told this guy they talked to Julian Assange. That's the one that they did the no-knock uh- – or no, the the pre-dawn raid on his home. No, they didn't go get him. Oh, okay. but they did. They did bring him in. Oh, that was Roger Stone that they did. Yeah, that Roger Stone. Yeah. They did that. So this guy was talking to Roger Stone, um, and he's this seventy-plus-year-old guy. He's a writer. And he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. They can't threaten me. They can't do whatever. So he said at one point they put in front of him, "Hey, admit to this crime, and we won't prosecute you." And he's like, no. And he goes, I was terrified when I did that because if they find me guilty of that, somehow, some way, he goes, I'm going to jail for 15 years. He goes, but I'm pretty sure they can't find me guilty of something I didn't do. So they were, if that's the case, and there was uh, someone else, God, I wish I could, I think uh, Papadopoulos was saying something about that too, that there were people in the investigation that they were saying, we're going to charge you with this crime. So if you come out against Trump, we'll... You know, we'll reduce these charges and you can plead to this. 
And they're like, but I, but I didn't do anything. Yeah. And like, well, you know, time will tell. We'll see. And I think if you were in that position, you'd be kind of terrified. Yeah. I mean, when the, when the federal government comes after you on something with the full force of their, of all the money, taxpayer money and, and the time and the, and the resources they have, I mean, chances are, odds are they're going to get you. Yeah. And they say when that, what is it? When they, when there's a, a federal indictment that, uh, gets, or, um, investigation opened or indi- they don't indict unless they have like pretty much, they know they're going to get you. On something or other, yeah, I, I can't remember. It's like ninety-five percent of the time, the person gets convicted of something. Right, yeah, I'd be guessing if I said I knew I, any I've statistics that. on that. I, uh, change in pace a little bit. Did you see Rachel Maddow when she announced that? When she cried? Well, she didn't quite cry. She she teared up. Yeah, she she teared up. Yeah, I I didn't see the 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 video by itself. I saw the video posted by a woman that was laughing at her as it happened, <laughs> which was more fun. So she's like, you know, the, Rachel Maddow would start talking about that. They came out with no collusion. Or I, and she goes, oh, <laughs> she's crying. <laughs> I was like, that made it more entertaining. So, Well, you know, I was trying to think of an analogy for this. But so, and I, I couldn't come up with a good one. But the part that's interesting to me in all of this is, you know, the Democrats went so in on it. They were so hardcore it happened. We all know what happened. Yeah. I mean, Schiff has, who's the head of the intelligence committee, has flat out said, I've seen evidence to show. He goes, it's going to come out in the Mueller report. Well, now he's not saying that. So, you know, you can't just accuse the president of treason, say you've seen the evidence, and then just have it go away. And so now that this has happened and they've said, yeah, we don't have any evidence of it. We can't find any now there's all these people who've bet on it so hardcore that you're sort of looking at them going, okay, now what? And I think it's going to get real uncomfortable for some people real fast because I think Barr, the attorney general, is going to start looking into some of this stuff. Like who in the Justice Department pushed this stuff along? Yeah, I have no faith that there's going to – anything's going to come of that. There's not going to be prosecutions. Not be, nobody's going to get um, held accountable for this. Yeah, I don't know. It never happens. It doesn't happen, so. Yeah, maybe, but – I mean, they, they'll say, yeah, we're looking into it, and then pretty soon it'll just kind of – everybody lose interest. Well, you're not going to nab Hillary Clinton out of it. No. But I think you might get – you might get some ancillary people who aren't – I mean, is Adam Schiff going to go to jail? No. No. Nope. But did you see uh, all the Republicans on his committee are saying, hey, you said you had it. It's not there. You need to step down. He said, I'm not going to step down. There's no way. But I think they're – and I hate this sort of prognostication. It's like going into the Super Bowl. I've said this before. Stop telling me what you think the score is going to be. Play the fucking game and see what happens. I'm the same way with the election. But part of me just believes that somebody's going to pay on this, on the end of this. To go in this hardcore on on Trump and not find anything. Yeah, you can hope. But I obviously don't have high hopes for anything, uh, any accountability for the left on anything like this. Uh, election fraud, any kind of stuff that collusion with the media, <laughs> you know, all the kind of stuff that just gets shown uh, that we were right about. Everything that we're right about, we're like, yeah, it's crime. It's, they're actually committing crimes, getting away with these crimes. And at this point, nothing has, has come of anything for two years. It's just this this witch hunt, this dogged witch hunt against Trump. I wouldn't be surprised to see some uh, heads rolling at uh, the Justice Department, though. I I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I've been watching uh, videos. Um, Caitlin Bennett, she does. She used to be a, a YouTube channel called Liberty Hangout. I think she still has it. And then she got hired by Alex Jones, so she works for Infowars now. Okay. And she's the she's a young lady that um, when she graduated Kent State, she did graduation photos with a rifle with an AR-15 slung over her shoulder, and that kind of brought her okay. notoriety. And and she became the Kent State gun girl, basically. But she's really, I mean, she's basically fearless. Oh, she sort of took Lauren Southern's spot, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, I mean, she goes out in, in these protests, um, in the in, in the thick of it, and interviews people. And she's just, I mean, I, I can't believe that she does this stuff because she's right. I mean, she's been threatened, people threatened to rape her on video, threatened to kill her, you know, have, have, have pushed her, shoved her. I mean, it's gotten pretty dicey with her out there. And I'm just, she's just this, you know, little girl, basically. This, you know, she's, you know, cute as a button, basically. But she goes out and after this, uh, um, the report came out, said there was no collusion. She went to a couple anti-Trump protests and were going up to people and saying, well, uh, now that they, it came out that Trump didn't collude with Russia, 
are you happy now that our president isn't a traitor and didn't collude? Doesn't this make you feel good? And they're like, they're like, no, no, he's terrible. He's terrible. He, he did it. He did it. We know he did it. No, no, no contemplation about anything. No facts, just raw emotion. You can't get through to these people. And they're they're And they were like, you could tell they were so fucking angry that the, that it did come out with no collusion that, that they, and they don't understand, they can't process it, that they're getting violent. They were getting violent with her. They were coming up to her, shove it, trying to shove her, trying to grab her mic, um, you know, poking her with her, you know, it was just crazy stuff because they couldn't articulate why they think Trump colluded with, there was no facts. It's just in their heart. They know he did it. But the left has always been violent. Yeah. Well, she was pointing it out. She's like, Oh my God, I'm very tolerant of you. She goes, do you think women um, deserve to have a voice? Do you think they should they should they should be able to speak out and have a voice? Well, of course. Well, why are you not letting me speak out and have a voice? Because they were like basically trying to shout her down and, and move her off and swear at her and stuff. And they're like, you know, they did like a little like, uh, uh, fuck you, <laughs> fuck Alex Jones, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like idiots. It, it actually made me. It was getting my blood pressure up. I was like, I want to be there. I want to be there. I'd probably get thrown in jail. But, yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you'd punch somebody. Oh God. There's people getting, there's like some idiot with a flute, like a wooden flute. And he came right up to them and he was basically just trying to shout her down, like swear to, so she couldn't get her interview. And then they come up and tell people, don't talk to them. They're InfoWars and all that. But this guy come up and he's like, fuck you, fuck InfoWars and this and that. And he took his little flute thing and started jabbing at her, jabbing at the camera with it. And I'm like, and they're like, hey, dude, hey. And they're backing off. Hey, dude, don't do that. Stop that. It's assault. And and I'm like, the first fucking jab, that thing would be in his fucking mouth, chipping his teeth. <laughs> I mean. You'd flute fillet him? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't put up with that shit. So yeah. I don't, I mean, good thing I'm not there, honestly. It's a good thing I'm not there because I would have, I, w- I would snap. And that's kind of what they want. And that's why it's good for people I, like me not to go there. We keep saying this. I, I know that's what they want, yeah. but at some point it's gonna happen. There's certain people that that are good ambassadors for their right for conservatives that go out there and just show how unhinged they are and stay very calm and can put up with their shit and go see see everybody. I'm not one of those people. I mean, I I'd go there and intellectually you go, yeah, I shouldn't respond, I shouldn't react because it makes me look bad. Couldn't do it. I would be like, get that fucking flute in my face, see what happens. Well, who's the other guy for Infowars? I I really don't watch Infowars. Mm-hmm. But they, I saw there was another guy who'd been at all the Portland stuff, and they knew who he was. Um, yeah, that's um, oh, what's that? Um, Owen Schroyer. Yeah, yeah, Owen Schroyer. So yeah. he was trying to walk through like a square in the Portland thing, and they wouldn't let him through. Yeah, they, they built were, a human wall. He's they like, built, the yeah. wall works. I can't get through. <laughs> Walls work. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and they were just—they were basically—they weren't pushing him, but they were kind of pushing him. And uh, he was like, "Look, I'm just trying to walk through here." And they were, they were basically like, "Do something, do something," kind yeah, of thing. They, they, they want to get a reaction, because and he, they know how that'll look. He sort of head faked him and ran around him. <laughs> yeah, he started laughing when he was running through and saying, "Yeah, yeah." But they'll take their signs and they'll put the signs in front of the cameras, and then they'll actually like start moving towards you with their little signs. And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I wouldn't have it." It'd be like right there, you're assaulting me. Fuck you. Well, did you see the Proud Boys event in Austin or Boston, where the one guy? Uh, this is last year. The one they were doing the same thing, the sort of human wall, and the one guy moves in front of the sort of long-haired guy moves in front of one of the big guys who just flat out decked him. I think it actually was tiny. I don't think it was tiny. It might have been. I think it might have been. But he, I mean, he basically got up and crossed his arms and yep. bumped into him. Almost sure that was tiny that did. Okay, that. well, then he just knocked him out. He knocked yeah. him on the ground, punched him, and he yeah. goes, "Don't run into me." And everybody was like, what, what did you do that for? The problem with the Proud Boys now is there's a lot of them that are up on charges now for defending themselves against yeah. uh, against these uh, like uh, anarchists and Antifa. There's a situation, there's like eight or eight or nine of them that were brought up on pretty big charges. A couple of them pled out because it was like minor, you know, like, like uh, community service shit. So they're like, why would I go to trial and risk going to, you know, getting these idiots to convict me? There's a couple are, are up on some bigger charges, but basically it's like uh, they're... For, you know, uh, not colluding, um, incitement of riot and that kind of stuff, even though they're the ones that are defending themselves or, or trying to, you know, keep the peace. But, you know, it, so it's not good for, for the, for the right to go to these things and even to be like, Hey, we can't just be open targets. We have to be able to protect ourselves. But then if you go with that mentality, they're saying, well, then you're just itching for a fight. So you can't really win. Well, there was another one. I don't know who he is, but he's a, he's a black guy. He was at the portland thing too and he he carries a camera on but he wears a gopro on his chest and he um 
Yeah. He was somewhere and a group of them knew him and they were yelling at him and stuff. And he's like, Hey man, I'm just, I'm just here doing this thing. And there was, uh, it said in the title of the video that a, a trans person, it was a male. <laughs> I, I don't know that it was or not. I couldn't tell. It looked like a ma'am to me. So got up in his face and was yelling at him and stuff. And, you know, he's just like, cut it out. I got a right to be here. And the person was like, well, you, you know, somebody should make you go or whatever. And he goes, well, do something about it. And there was that sort of three second pause where you realize somebody who's not prepared to do it goes, I, I, I'm gonna took a swing at him. Missed and he knocked. He hit him twice and knocked him down. Yeah. Then the police got involved with that. Yeah, and they wa- the, these Antifa people waved the cops down. Yeah. Well, this this guy just lays on the floor pouting yeah. on the ground pouting, and the cops pull up and and the guy goes, "My GoPro has been rolling the whole time." He's like, "Just because I didn't have my camera up doesn't mean I wasn't filming this." And the cops took the video and they prosecuted that person. Good. Yeah, but it's like you can't just start throwing punches and thinking you're not going to get hit. You know. But I did see that. Who's the gal you're talking about with Enforce? Oh, Schreier. No, the woman. Oh, uh, Caitlin Bennett. I saw one where she dressed up as, uh, I mean, she did the stereotypical rainbow shirt and all that and was like, we have to, uh, we have to make it so, you know, or Or she wanted. Dreadlocked wig or whatever. Yeah, she wanted, uh, she she was working a petition to send, um, to, uh, to send conservatives on campus to re-education camps. Yeah. And people are like, oh yeah, I totally would sign that. Yeah, they're signing up for it. <laughs> you you want to send them to? She's like, well, yeah, because you know the stuff they say is so hateful. They should be they should be reeducated. Well, I mean, most of these people do like believe in communism, and they don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, the idea that you can just take people you disagree with and have the government yeah. disappear them someplace, you know, another, but I, not like a mean concentration. Another camp. fun thing Caitlin did, I think it was just her, where she goes up to him and she goes. uh to the, they were anti-gun people, and she goes, uh, "So you want gun confiscation, right? I mean, you wanted people like like they keep pointing to Australia as if that was a big success when they confiscated all the guns in Australia, which it wasn't, by the way. Yeah. Um, they they go, she they go she goes to people and they go, yeah, we want we want to get rid of all the guns. She goes, yeah, I mean, people can hunt maybe, but they have to have very strict regulations on this and that. She goes, well, that's not what the Second Amendment was for. It wasn't for hunting. It was for a tyrannical government." She goes, well, I don't. I think they should round up. So who should round them up? Well, the government. She goes, so um, what do you think of Trump? She goes, oh, he's terrible. And and so you want someone like Trump to be in charge of rounding up the guns? And all of a sudden they're like, Arr! the brain stops working. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because they haven't thought it through. Yeah. Because they don't stand for anything on a principle. It's just how they feel. Yeah. You know? If you stood on principle, you would either say, look, I think the government is all good, and the the government, regardless of who in char- who's in charge, should – be the ones who tell you whether or not you can have a gun or the government, regardless of who's in charge, should not get in the way. And one of the things that's, you know, been interesting for me is on my own, I've gone back and read since we started this podcast over a year ago, I've gone back and read lots of stuff that the founding fathers, you know, that explains what they said. You hear all this stuff all the time. Well, what they meant when they said it was, well, the Federalist Papers, guys like Madison, Hamilton, um, Jefferson, wrote a ton of stuff on what they really meant when they said what they said and wrote what they wrote and did what they did. And people just conveniently get rid of that. I mean, Madison, who was one of the main architects of the Constitution, was like, you better have a gun because the government's going to come try and take stuff from you. And even if they don't, somebody else is going to try and take stuff from you. I mean, you need to defend yourself because it's not the government's job. You know, he would have seen to protect and serve on a police car and run. Mm, nope, not their job. <laughs> <laughs> their job is not to protect you. Your job is to protect yeah. you. And so these people don't, they don't stand on any principle. So they just, for them, it's just who's in charge. He who wins makes the rules. And when the guy who doesn't win makes them, they want to just change everything. Yeah, that's what uh, what I've been noticing. Well, I mean, everybody's been noticing, but the the – they they can't win on ideas. They can't win on just my argument is better than your argument. They can't win on that. Because so they don't have an argument. So they And they know it. So they're doing everything they can to shut down the argument from the other side, from the conservative side or from alt media, because that's effective and it gets people to go, oh, shit, you know, maybe they've got something there. Um, so they, they can't have that. And that's why all this alt tech, which is um, – or the tech companies, the big tech companies are – trying to shut down the voice because they know how effective they are on the right. 
And, and it's not just that, but it's, you know, they want, they, uh, the left wants the, they've been saying this, they want to shut or uh, get rid of the electoral college. Anything that helped get Trump elected or helped conservatives win is, it, it's not a foundational thing that they want to keep. They well, want to change. They want to replace it because obviously since it didn't go their way, it must be bad. They forget that the electoral college got Bill Clinton elected. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's another inconvenient thing for them to think about. It's, they don't want to think about that. Well, and I do believe that, and I don't know if it's half or three quarters or whatever. I do believe that a lot of them from the sort of Saul Alinsky school of argument realize they don't have an argument or just shutting it down. But I honestly believe people like AOC don't understand that. They've just never had anybody challenge their ideas. So, you see how unhinged she got when they had the vote on the, uh, the Green New Deal and all the Democrats voted present? And then everybody else voted, and some Democrats voted no, and then the Republicans all voted no. So she, there was nobody that voted for the Green New Deal. And because but, it's stupid. But beforehand, oh, what's, what senator was it that had the presentation saying, um, basically mocking the whole thing? So did you see this? No. God, what was his name? And I, I wish I would have looked this up beforehand, but he, he put up uh, an easel beside him, and then he had his, like, uh, his aide putting up pictures or big photos. And the first photo he put up was, uh, President Reagan with a machine gun and a katana riding a velociraptor with Amer- holding an American flag, the velociraptor. And, and he's like, and, and basically just making a mockery of the Green New Deal, um, say, saying that, uh, I can't remember what his point was in that one, but then he put up a picture of Aquaman riding a, a giant seahorse saying, this is how we'll travel to, to and from Hawaii when, when the Green, du- Green New Deal goes through because we won't have ships. So we have to, we have to, and then he had a picture of Luke Skywalker on a tauntaun. Saying in Alaska, this is how they're going to have to get back and forth. They're going to have to have giant, you know, lizard, furry lizards. That, you know, he was just making a complete oh, mockery it of it. Aquaman picture and all that. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So yeah, it's Senator Mike Lee. Of Utah. Senator Mike Lee. So and he got the straight face the whole time. The 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 aide that was putting the pictures up, she was like, you could tell she was like barely keeping it together in some of it. Like she was like like starting to laugh. And uh, but he kept it, and he was just making a complete mockery of it. And AOC flipped out. Um, when she had her fucking speech, I mean, she was like, I mean, nostrils flaring, you know, eyebrows raised, and she was heated because everybody, this is not a joke, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, it kind of is, bitch. By the way, you know who I'm now tired of? Completely tired of. And it, it honestly pains me to say this. I went through the same thing with John Cusack because I loved his movies growing up. Mm-hmm. And even when I was in college and stuff, a lot of his movies were out. He did some good stuff like that after what was the one in the, in the motel where it was all the different. Yeah. It was like a kind of a thriller. Yeah. I mean, that was a good movie too. He's done some really good movies and he's an unhinged. Uh, Gross Point Blank was pretty good. Yeah. He's an unhinged lefty. Yeah. yeah. And he was on Twitter and just looking stupid and everything. Um, you know. Chris Evans? Nope. Oh. Chris Evans, I never thought of. He's, he's getting a lot worse. He's getting more bold with his bullshit. Yeah. But Chris Evans, I never had, you know, much invested in as a fan. Yeah. Because he's just, I mean, he's Captain America. Right. Okay, that's it. None of his other stuff has been great. And I liked a few of his movies, and he seemed like a decent enough guy. And he I don't even his, know what he, they were. His push was pretty good. I think he's a good guy. I mean, for him and Chris Pratt to have that. But he's getting more and more, yeah. like, unhinged, the, like like a, like a lot of the, like uh, Brie Larson, you know, that kind of unhinged. Right, but to his credit, he and Chris Pratt had that bet over the Super Bowl yeah, when I mean, it was... Yeah, and, that's where you go, okay, you think he's a good guy because, you know, he went in, in costume to the children's hospital and all that, but... Yeah, and whoever it was, even when they won, they did it. I yeah. think he won. But, but regardless, Mark Hamill, oh, he's got to shut up. I mean, I was just looking this up when I was searching the Mike Lee thing. He mentions Luke Skywalker in it. So, of course, Mark Mark Hamill has to have something to say about it because you shouldn't be using Luke Skywalker like that. Shut up. He just keeps talking. Just, Mark, you need something to do, you know? I mean, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. If it wasn't for Star Wars, does anybody know who Mark Hamill is? Well, he's the voice of the Joker on a lot of the animated stuff. Okay, great. But the guy who did... um, the guy who does the Megatron voice, the guy who does uh yeah, nobody know who he's in Who's the um the Halo guy? Um the guy who did the Halo uh Master Chief voice. Okay. I mean, nobody knows yeah. who these people are. They may know the name, but yeah. they couldn't pull him out of a crowd of two. Yeah, very minor celebrities. He'd be the same guy. Yeah. You know, he's never done anything that's ever been good other than Star Wars, and even then it was like the movie's iconic, but it's not like you displayed great acting chops. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, I'm just getting tired of them. But all right, let's do some table topics. All right. Yeah, we're all over the place there. Yeah. Well, we got some more all over the place to get to. Do you have a favorite stock pick? Uh, no. If I did, I'd be uh, I'd be trading stocks. I don't know. I mean, all the ones that I think are good that go up, everybody else is doing too. Amazon and Apple and all that stuff. Look, get a get a financial advisor who knows what they're doing. Here we go. You hire a guy to paint your house. You guy you hire a guy to fix your plumbing. You just hire a guy to or woman to handle your. We have a woman handling ours, and she's great. But shut up about stocks. You don't know shit about them. Just hire a person who does. Yeah. What's your favorite breed of dog? <laughs> well, you know mine. I know yours. Yeah. Standard poodles. They're great family dogs. They don't shed. Smart. They can hunt. I like all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I specifically have a favorite breed. Really? Yeah. There's some, there's a, like a handful of them I really like. I would have thought for sure you're yeah, a Weimaraner. I mean, yeah. I, I like, I like Weimaraners. I like Vichlas. I like um, Huskies. Yeah. I, I mean, I, well, um, what do I, I'm not Dobermans. Uh, what are those, what are Marmaduke dogs? I keep forgetting. Great Danes. I like Great Danes. Yeah, they don't live long. Though. I know, that's the problem. Six, seven years. So, or maybe not a problem. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, that was cold. Last one. If you were a doctor, which specialty would you choose? I know what you're going to say. Yeah, boobies. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to go proctology. <laughs> <laughs> no, booby doctor. Uh, I heard, and I have a license plate that says, you know, Dr. Boobs. I heard one, uh, there's something that's called, it's called like the road. Um, it's uh radiologist, uh, radiologist, orthopedics, anesthesiologist, and dermatologist. That's, Ugh. that's what everybody's doing now. And they do it because those are real simple. They don't involve yeah, but like, dermatology. You have to deal with a bunch of gross skin things. Yeah, but I think a lot of dermatologists don't have to deal with much of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Rashes? I mean, basically, isn't that what it all is? I think... I got a rash. <laughs> I think radiologists or anesthesiologists to be good. Mm-hmm. I got lesions and scales. <laughs> Check out this pus. Uh-uh. Like, no. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I would I would do uh, radiology or anesthesiology. Uh, plastic surgery. Make a lot of money. Because that's boobies. Right. <laughs> Your favorite kind, the fake ones. <laughs> All right, that's enough of those. Um, we alluded to this a little bit before when we were talking about Second Amendment stuff and you mentioned Australia. We haven't talked at all about the New Zealand shooting. Right, it happened right after we recorded last time. So Yeah, so what was the final death total in that? It was a lot. 52? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a guy, an Australian guy in... Went to New Zealand. Went to New Zealand. Did he wind up having a fully automatic weapon? I don't believe so. But he live streamed, basically running through a couple of mosques and yeah. shooting a bunch of people. Yeah. And beforehand, he put out a manifesto that really was meant to exacerbate tensions between the right and the left to cause um, a civil war in America, he said. And he did that over there knowing full well that it was going to be national news or international news. And um, even said things like, uh, one, you know, half of this stuff he said was like, was like joking or, or like trolling. And yeah, half like of saying it, he was inspired by Candace by Owens. Candace Owens was a black conservative commentator. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so half of it. PewDiePie. Was, yeah. Half of it was just trolling and half of it was probably, you know, him being, um, sincere, but you couldn't really tell the line between the, you know, and I didn't see the whole uh, manifesto because they, they didn't take long from the take it down. It's really hard to find now his manifesto online. Yeah. Um, people are actually getting thrown in jail for, for having it and for, um, for, um, forwarding it. In New Zealand? Uh, in New Zealand. Not in the United States. No, no, no. But in, yeah, in New Zealand and a couple other countries. So also the video is, is down. I mean, as soon as, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing it. I don't really want to watch it. I mean, I think sometimes it's important for certain people, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't think you're going to react well to something like that, then don't watch it. But sometimes I think it's important to see something like that, to know kind of the situation, how it went down. It's, it's something that, that it's, I think it comes important for people to see certain things like that, you know, just see acts of evil. You know, like, like they take down videos of nine uh, 11 a lot. They won't show it anymore. They won't show nine 11 because they don't want uh, um, people to get overly upset. Well, you kind of should. 
for something like that. And you should know how it happens. And you should know how to react to something like that when it does happen. Well, didn't they say one of the things that brought um, the Vietnam War or our participation in it to an end was the battlefield footage? Yeah. And how, you know, I, I they pers- showed all that stuff. I personally would want to see – I didn't see the video, the live video. I would – if I had – if it was available to me, I'd watch it um, knowing – you know, it's probably going to be pretty tough to see a lot of it. And, and you're going to, you know, it's going to be emotional to watch some of it. But you're going to learn something from it, too. It, unless you just totally, like, break down from it. Like, oh, my God. And you just get, you know, overwhelmed by it, which I don't think I would. Yeah, well, you're a heartless bastard. Yeah, that's part so, of that. No, I I think his manifesto should be out there. I mean, I think people should be allowed yeah, to well, read I mean, it. Yeah, well, I mean, if, uh, I mean, they've got Mein Kampf out there. You can read you can read what, what led Hitler to become Hitler. Can you, though? Can you? <laughs> I seriously, I've I've wanted to read Mein Kampf just to, um, well, I mean, I read it years ago, but I've I've wanted to read it again, um, just to, you know, to use it in a historical context for people when they say, you know, uh, that Nazism is on the right, to point out that no, Mein Kampf basically lays out his argument of well, coming I'm, from the left, I, but there are lots of snippets of it in Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest. I'd be afraid to order a copy of my yeah. comp. You're not going to find it in a public library. Yeah. They're not going to have it. Well, you can get an idea of what, what isolation and resentment kind of can, can spur someone to do. And it's it's good to see that like that kind of stuff. To, I don't know. And then this guy's still alive. The New Zealand, the New Zealand Christchurch. Christchurch is the name of the town yeah. shooter. Still alive. So we're going to learn stuff from him. But if you could, I mean, right now, if you could order a copy of my comp on Amazon, would you? No. If you wanted to read it, would no. you even? Yeah, I wouldn't either because yeah. Amazon would be like, that guy ordered Mein Kampf. Yeah. So, but I, I just think it's it's stupid to censor that stuff because then people start believing what the mainstream media is, is well, saying. And the mainstream and they don't, media is, is doing, is falling into the trap of what this guy wanted. Well, but they're they're calling him a right-wing... White nationalist. Yeah, and he says very specifically in there, and as you pointed out, a lot of the stuff he says is bullshit. I mean, the idea that he's a avid follower of PewDiePie, and PewDiePie helped spur him to this, and just stupid, But because um, he's got nothing to do with that, uh, and that's obvious trolling. And can you imagine if YouTube decided to shut PewDiePie down? Yeah. He's got 90 million subscribers, but... But this idea that he's a right-wing guy, when he says very specifically in there, he goes, I'm not a conservative. I think that's been, you know, that's been corrupted by corporations and everything. And he says the ideology I, I identify most with is Chinese government. Yeah. It's communism. Yeah. So you can't call him a right-wing guy. But if you say, well, no, he's kidding about that. Okay, fine. I'll accept that. But then you have to say he's kidding about everything else. You can't just pick and choose what and he's he did, getting. He about. did things like uh, supposedly he made a huge, like a big monetary donation to Martin Zellner, who is the guy who started Identity Europa. He's a um, a Austrian guy, young Austrian guy. Uh, Brittany Pettibone has a um, YouTube okay. channel or did. Yeah. Um, and she's his, uh, his fiance. That's her. Um, so, really? Yeah. So these, they're, they're he's a he's a an identitarian. I mean, Identity Europa. It's a it's a organization, pretty big uh, organization that gets people, you know, together that are, I mean, you, I'm, I'm sure most of them are white nationalists. Oh, so they're not like, uh, they're not like um, Spencer. They're not flat out Nazis. No, no. They're, but they're, but they're saying, hey, you know, we're, there's a lot of bullshit going on in our countries. The the demographics are changing and, and they're, and it's accelerating and they're basically, they're, they're saying it's okay to be white. <laughs> That's basically what they're doing. And you can say, well, they're, they, they want to get rid of, they want to stop the, the migrant influx into their countries, you know, um, Sweden, um, all the U- European countries, uh, Germany and France and all that. They want to stop that or reverse it, whatever. Sure. Um, and that's so that makes some evil white racists, I guess. I saw some article a while back that's, and I don't know if this is true or not. Well, I mean, the article looked legit, but there's a, when they had all the problems in Norway and Sweden, that there were, um, groups of young white men going out and they were calling themselves like sons of Odin or something like that. And they were doing the riding around on the subways, trying to protect women from Muslims and all that. Yeah. I heard that. But if that was really happening or things, you think that'd be blown up because the left media would grab onto that 
and say, look at what these white racists are doing. You know? Yeah, I don't so, know. Um, but I mean, but here's the thing about Identity Europa. Yeah, it is. It is an identitarian. It's a white identitarian movement. Whatever countries involved. So basically, they're saying if everybody else can be identitarians and look out for their own race or their own people, why can't we? So they're not violent. They never espouse violence. They just say, hey, we want to promote our our you know ethnic heritage. We wanna we want uh, government money to be on the the founding stock of the country. You know, taxpayer money instead of bringing refugees in and all that. And so, yeah, you can say, well, that's not cool. Well, it's it's your opinion and it's their opinion, but they're not violent. So, anyways, Martin Zellner, um, his Identity Europa. This guy made a big contribution to Identity Europa right before he did this, and that was a specific, purposeful thing because Identity Europa is one of the bigger um, identitarian um, movements in Europe that's actually got a lot of traction, and he's. This guy was saying in his manifesto that he wants to have this stuff come to a head faster. So, yeah, he was flat out saying that. So he wants the the left and the governments to shut down people like Zellner to get that resentment bubbling up right away, you know, because he's got a lot of people in that organization that follow him. And if that organization gets shut down and banned, um, what are those disaffected people going to do? It's it's going to get ugly, and they don't want that. But this guy does. This 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 guy wants to f- to have a race war that's what he wants the, Austri- the australian Aust- the, shooter. The shooter that's what he said in his manifesto and what's funny about it is he kind of laid out how he thinks it's going to go down and how he can accelerate it and the media's ca- and the governments are falling in line with what he says what are they calling those people now collapsitarians uh they're trying to spring yeah. uh spur on the collapse yeah there's another word for it too but um yeah so and, but but that's happening he says they're going to do they're going to do the gun bans they're going to do the um, the, they're going to shut down freedom of speech. They're going to start um, saying organizations that um, are identitarian or white identitarian are going to get um, persecuted more. And he's any he just uh, accelerationist or something like that. That's what they call that. Okay. Uh, another one. And and it's funny. It's, it's what's happening. Um, the in, in New Zealand, if you've seen what the what's her, I don't know if they call her the president. Jacinda. I can't remember her last name. So she she went on TV and and you know with the with the headscarf on and showing solidarity with Muslims. We're taking um, the guns. And then said, yeah, we're immediately we're taking all the guns. So you can start thinking about turning them all in, or or you're going to be, you know, it's 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 you're going to be illegally holding guns. Um, she, they they broadcast a Muslim call to prayer. Um, for the you know, so basically they're bending over backwards to to say, hey, you know, hey, we're we're with the Muslims on this because this was terrible, and it's like that's that shouldn't be what you're doing. You should go after this guy for being crazy, yeah, and persecute you know, and prosecute this guy. But now you're you're basically doing exactly what he wants you to do in order to say in order in order to sow discord amongst your people. Well, I don't have any problem with them doing the Muslim call to prayer any more than I would, you know. Statue of Liberty stuff after nine eleven or anything, you know, we stand with you kind of deal. I don't think the Muslim call of prayer for the government to put that out over there is a good idea, but they're not America, so I have no no say in it, I guess. But I think I, that's not good. I just think it's really funny. I don't know what the population of uh, New Zealand is, but I mean, it's not a big country. Uh, okay, got it right here. Population of New Zealand is five million people, okay. four point seven nine. So let's just say that. Um, 500,000 of those people, half a million people, call it even half of that, quarter million of those people um, who own guns are like, yeah, you're not coming for them. You know, in a small country like that, that would be a huge number of people. Um, I, I think countries like that have to be careful if they've got, you know, if there's any amount of these people, whether they're, you know, hardcore lefties like this guy was, because I really believe he was, or hardcore righties who are like, yeah, I got to have my guns in a country where there's legal and there's it's legal and you only have 5 million people and probably not a very big military. I mean, what's the standing army of New Zealand going to be? Yeah. It's going to be less than 100,000. And a lot of those people in that standing army probably own guns and are very pro-gun. I mean, how many, how many diehard, hardcore, you know, gun owners would it take to overthrow a government of that size and i'm not saying they should that's not what i want to see but you know you got to be careful with stuff like that you can't just you can't take a marginalized population of people and say and in this case i'm talking gun owners because 
in countries, I think in most countries, gun owners are sort of marginalized. Um, and you can say they aren't in the United States, but I definitely think they are. But if you say you can't, you can't have them now, how many of them does it take to say, come and get them and to make it almost impossible to do, yeah. you know? I mean, and then what are you going to do? Are you going to go if if ten thousand people in New Zealand get together and say, "You're not taking our guns"? What's the size of their army? Fifty thousand, hundred thousand people? Yeah, you're not going to be able to do it not without real violence. So you just got to be careful with this stuff. Well, and I think part of the problem with someone like this shooter um, is. There, there is an accelerated plan and agenda of rapid kind of population displacement that's happening in Europe right now, and it's and it's a goal of theirs, and they're proud of it. Like a, like Merkel and all these people are saying, "Hey, you know, we want more diversity. We want to, and without saying we want to replace the population, that's what they're doing. I mean, they're they're bringing in refugees by the boatload. Well, I don't know if they actually if they actually believe they're replacing it, but I think they con themselves into their sort of um, social justice warrior mentality by saying, well, we need the workers. You yeah, know? but there, there's even more than that. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of the professors get videotaped and a lot of these lectures where they go, you know, the population of, of our, this country is going to be by 2020 or 2041 or whatever day, it's going to be my, minority white. And then you'll get people go, hey, and clap. It's like, yeah, I, I don't disagree that there are people like the that. The problem with that is you're seeing more and more of that because of the inter- internet age and UFC videos. So you're going to get more and more people that are the ethnic um, makeup of these countries going, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Right. I guess what I'm saying is I don't necessarily believe that the government is behind we have to make whites a minority. I think that I honestly think they're really trying to do the right thing in their minds, which is the wrong thing. Which is we have to be about diversity, and we have to bring well, you got in all people these like other Joe races. Biden, who says we're whites are going to be an absolute minority by such and such date, and that's a great thing. Yeah, well, Joe Biden's full of shit. But that's that's a lot I, of what you're I hearing. get it, I get it. But he's full of shit, and he's running for president. Yeah. I don't know if that was he says he was running. That was a few years ago. He said that, but well, yeah, um, he's he's going to run again. But you see what's happening is these people are these people. The ethnic stock of the countries are going. Whoa, what's going on here? What's happening? And and they're waking up to it. But then. If you just let them talk and you had the ideas go, hey, like you said, more more information is better. You know, counteract bad information with good information. But that's not what they're doing. They're trying to shut down oh, yeah. um, information and saying it's conspiracy. It's this and that. And guess what that does? It radicalizes people. But it goes back to that C.S. Lewis quote again that I've put on the Facebook site. And I read it, you know, one of our uh, previous podcasts. These are the, the people. These are being governed by people of, you know, who believe they're doing the best for you. They'll never stop because they believe they're morally right and they're just doing what's good for you, even if you don't want to do it. And you're just you're just not smart enough to know. But here, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about here. Um, I'm going to look this up real quick. Uh, so there's a Breitbart article. Um, Sweden, population of 10.2 million, offers asylum to China's over 10 million uh, Uyghur Muslims. Yeah. Now, that's probably ridiculous. That's not going to happen. There's just a gesture because you know of full well – for one, 10 million Uyghur Muslims from China aren't going to just all of a sudden head over to, to Sweden because right. they said, you're welcome. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a symbolic thing for them to say, right? But the, but to even say that is saying, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. There's 10.2 million people here. And you say, come on over. Open right. Doors are open. 10 million. I get that. Muslims. You're what welcome. I'm saying is I don't believe that Sweden's government is doing that because they're saying, we have to replace our population with population from somewhere no, else. No, no, that's not because, but that, but they don't care, right? Or, or, or maybe that's it's an agenda that they are are agree with. Yeah, we kind of, but but you know, we're not going to say it. We're not going to go about it this way. But uh, you know, we'll we'll do it on the sly. And that you know what? Maybe that's bullshit. Maybe that's not true. But you can't help but feel that way. I think they just feel like if we just did this, that would be a really good thing. If we just let all those people move here, wouldn't we be great people? You know, and I think that's what they're doing. But um, I want to move on from this because I wanted to get to uh, uh, one other thing. But real quickly, I, th- I saw this beforehand. Did you have you seen this big movement now amongst uh, liberals to uh, or leftists to say 
Um, and Ocasio-Cortez didn't start this, but she brought it up. Said, yeah, but it may be immoral to have children. Yeah. Well, that's another thing Chris Evans is about to. But you know what? I'm all for that. I'm all for the leftists not having kids. You know, just stop having them. Leftists? Sure. Yeah. Just stop having them. Just, you know, stop telling conservatives that they shouldn't have kids. It's immoral. Well, I've got that article up right there real quick. So, um, the Swedish government will be opening the doors to China's persecuted Uyghur Muslims that longed to claim asylum in their countries. Decision was made this week by Swedish Migration Board to ease up the regulations for Uyghur Muslims. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's U-Y-G-H-U-R. I'm just saying Uyghur. You probably aren't, but... Claiming asylum in Sweden, saying that they, along with other persecuted Muslims, would would be welcome in uh, Swedish broadcaster something radio reports. I can't pronounce Swedish words. Um... So, I mean, this is a, a government program. And like you're saying, yeah, oh, you know, we're, we're just such good people. I mean, that's why we're doing this. But then you get the average Swede going, fuck you. Do you know what that what kind of, if, if that actually, if you facilitated that, what kind of fucking chaos that would cause? Oh, yeah. I'm not having it. So you get, you get that, you know, this, this multi-culty fucking feel good bullshit. And you get people that are, that are realistic about things and go, yeah, that would be a fucking suicide for us to do that. Why are you even saying this? Now, most people like me and you know it's not going to happen. But yeah. but there's also little programs. I mean, uh, Europe is getting um, a lot of problems from the, the too, too much migration from countries that do not um, value their the, the countries that they're going to, don't value their, their um, heritage or history or their or their outlook, or their politics. And there's too much of that going on. It's causing discord. And so there's getting more and more the people that are uh, that were born and raised there, or generations or whatever, are getting pissed off about it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying, I'm, I not want to give the impression that, yeah, this guy did something that, that needed to be done. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't have happened. It was evil. It was bad. Um, but we're going to get more of it. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um but, okay, so we heard about this guy, right? Did you hear in Italy that a bus driver took 51 kids hostage and then set the vehicle on fire after dousing them in flames? Didn't kill the kids. Kids got Where? away. Italy. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah. So you hear about this guy going into, um, you know, a Muslim or in mosques. Right. And, 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 and um, according to New Zealand, then the white population of Zealand has to take, uh, you know, has to take stock of what they're doing and, you know, white nationalism and racist and blah, blah, blah. But then when a Muslim bus driver, uh, from in Italy decides that he didn't like, um, what was happening with, uh, with stopping immigration from, and he was, uh, no, where is he from? Uh, Senegal. So, and that's another thing. It was a lot of the headlines you see are Italian bus driver takes 51 kids hostage, sets vehicle on fire. That's the headline. And then you have to go like down, 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 down in order to find out. Oh, this was a Senegalese guy that was resentful of the, the, the treatment of migrants. You know why he did it? Because Trump. Yeah. So let me read this again. So nobody's heard about this. So I'm going to read this. This is from, um, Something called DW.com. There's there's a lot of pages that have this, but this one's a little bit more concise. But it says, All the children on board a hijacked school bus that was set on fire in northern Italy have escaped unscathed. Police said the man who took the vehicle claimed he wanted migrant deaths at sea to come to an end. Uh, and this was, what was the date for this? Uh, 320 was the date. There okay. It is. So a uh, school bus driver on Wednesday allegedly held 51 children and their chaperones hostage on a bus in northern the northern Italian city San Donato Milanese before setting it on fire. All the children were rescued when the bus crashed following a police chase, a police chase allowing officers to force open the back door and help students off the bus as the drivers threatened, a driver threatened suicide. The man who police said was an Italian of Senegalese origin uh, allegedly or ordered a teacher to tie the children's hands with plastic ties, but the teacher only loosely attached the ties to four or five of them so they could easily free themselves afterwards. Uh, news agency ANSA reported that the ordeal lasted for almost 40 minutes as the man, apparently angry over government migration policy, confiscated their phones and said no one would survive. Uh, Carabinieri police commander Luca, these names, D. Mar it's like it's like these Italians have a different word for everything. Yeah, Marquis said the bus driver, who was not armed, faces kidnapping and attempted mass murder charges. We, quote, we wanted to inter interrogate him immediately, but he has burns on one arm, uh, Milan, she's chief prosecutor, told jour journalists. Um, the students managed to call the police. We were all very scared, said one boy who was interviewed anonymously. anonymously. 
He tied us all up and seized all mobile phones so that we could not call the police. But one mobile fell on the floor and the boy used it to call the police after managing to untie his hands. Police spokesman, I'm not going to say the name, so that after police arrested the man, he shouted, Stop the deaths at sea! I, I'll carry out a massacre! The boy from the bus said that the driver wanted revenge for his daughters who died at sea while trying to reach Italy, according to a video posted by this Argin something Vista. He wanted revenge for his three daughters and to kill us, he said. Isn't that, aren't those the, one that, the ones that Lauren Southern drowned herself? Yeah, with I mean, her she, flare. She, yeah, she, she set them all on fire. Yeah. Yeah. The Italian government has closed its ports due to charity rescue ships that pick up migrants off the Libyan coast. Interior Minister Matteo Salvini said that this has helped reduce deaths because far fewer people are now putting to sea. Uh, yeah, it's a huge scam. These these NGOs, non-government organizations that basically take money. They're human traffickers is what they do. So they'll take money. They'll go pick up, you know, quote-unquote refugees, a buttload of them, pick a bunch of money to do that, fill up the boat, and then they'll kind of strand them out at sea in international waters right off the coast of these places, and then they'll they'll call, like, a, a rescue. And then the government comes and takes them in, and it's, it's just back and forth. If you look at a map... Like a satellite map, it just happens day in and day out, all day long. How many refugees are there in a buttload? A metric buttload. A metric buttload. Yeah. I, I was kidding about Lauren Southern, by the way. Yeah, uh, she, she did, didn't. But that's she what, didn't really start anybody on fire. No, that's kind of the the report was though that she went out. She on fired a, a flare at people. She went. She wanted to point out what was happening with these NGOs that were you know, transporting these. This people. was like a year ago. Yeah, and she went out with uh, with a group that was basically trying to document it or trying to show that it was happening and she lit a flare or something at one point yeah and they're saying she shot a flare at them trying to kill it's like shut up but anyway i mean it was kind of stupid of her to be that involved in it but you know what i'll find this article and post it on the facebook site i think uh i think it would be interesting to read this is uh almost done here um the italian government okay it's I already said that. The United Nations estimates that some 2,200 migrants drowned or went missing in the Mediterranean in 2018 as they tried to reach Europe. Yeah, because the traffickers don't give a shit. They get their right. money and they go. Um, so terrorism is not ruled out. Uh, Milan anti-terrorism prosecutors told Germany, uh, the news, uh, German news agency, that the man's motives were unclear. <laughs> but prosecutors were not ruling out terrorism. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to finish that. So... Uh, yeah, so Interior Minister Matteo Savini said the man had a criminal record for uh, drunk driving and sexual assault and suggested he was unfit to work as a school bus driver. <laughs> but that's the thing people are seeing in these countries. They're saying, all right, this guy was brought in as a refugee. He fucking hates us, right? Obvious right-wing terrorist, though. Yeah, he hates us. And then he, all of a sudden he's uh, in charge of our children as a school bus driver. And then he threatens to kill them all and, and, and basically uh, uh, traumatizes them by uh, throwing gasoline on them and and tying their hands and saying, I'm going to kill you all. Um, and then the reporting of this gets suppressed. See, this is why we have to get rid of Trump, though. This is why Trump commits treason. Okay. Oh. But you see what I'm saying? So I, the story no, of Christ I totally, Church is all over the news because I, it's a white guy. I totally this, understand. because it's Senegalese, Muslim, is not all over the news. It's, Nobody's heard about it's this. It's because they think they can tie... Well, first of all, it's a gun control thing in, yeah. in Christchurch, And they think they can tie it to Trump. This, there's no way that they could get a reasonable person to do that. So they just don't run with it. Yeah, but but they don't want to tie have people tie it to Islam either, to, to bring Muslim, yeah, exactly. Muslim uh, people into their country. That's not a Muslim country. And then this person hates the country, hates the people, hates hates the children. Yeah. I mean, and, and they're supposed to sit there and go, this is a good thing. Diverse, diversity. Great. Let's do more of this. Fuck you. Well, on that note, All right. <laughs> we are running low on time, but I wanted, I do want to talk real quickly about the Jesse Smollett thing. Oh, yeah. We're up in an hour here. Yeah. It just maybe we, we can, can get to this next just time. We can do it really quick, maybe 10 minutes. But this, this idea that he gets off on. Now, I did hear someone say, look, they dismiss felony charges like this all the time. Like for drug possession, they'll be like, look, it's felony drug possession. We're not going to, we're not going to push that. We're going to let you plead down. Okay, Especially if cool. it's the first time, yeah. But you have to admit guilt. Yep. You have to pay fines, and your records aren't sealed. Okay? And they don't do it with 16 of them. Uh, so now, and you know, Trump says the DOJ and the FBI are going to investigate, and the DOJ and FBI have not said they're doing that. They haven't, they haven't made any comment on that whatsoever. So Trump could be full of shit on that. But, you know, he can be charged federally for this. Yeah, they're still they're still working on and that it. And that might actually. that might happen. Well, they're they're looking at the feds are still looking into the letter that was mailed to the Fox Studios. Right. But again, my thing is just let it happen because everybody knows this is bullshit. 
let this guy OJ Simpson himself. You yeah. know, I was I was watching Waters World the other night, and he had this woman on there who was saying, "Nope, Jesse's uh, he's been vindicated, exonerated," and he, and Waters goes, "Like OJ Simpson," and she paused and goes, "OJ Simpson was found not guilty." He goes, "So is OJ Simpson not guilty?" She goes, "OJ Simpson was found innocent," yeah. and he goes, "Say it again." He goes, "Come on, say it again." Yeah. And she was caught. I mean, because look, everybody everybody believes OJ did it, but Jesse Smollett did this. The evidence is going to show it, and now they're trying to say it's because of corrupt Chicago police officers. Now, oh, please, now that that's not the reason. There may though. be a lot of uh, corruption in uh, Chicago. I'm willing to accept that there is quite a bit of it. I saw some poll that said they're the third most corrupt state in the country. I don't know what the other two are, the uh, two before it, but. Uh, but I think it's, it's silly that they think they're going to get away with this. And I was surprised to find out that I think this Kim Fox, who's the state's attorney of Cook County is not even an, I heard she's not even a lawyer. I didn't know that was even possible. Uh, She's a Chicago prosecutor. So how could she not be a lawyer? That's what I heard. Now, maybe it's like a Keith Ellison thing here in Minnesota where he's the state's attorney general. He had a law license and it expired, so maybe he's got... Isn't she under investigation now for how how it was handled? I think she is. Well, they believe that there was some uh, Obama fixer stuff in this. Yeah. And if you look at it, you know, Rahm Emanuel came out and said, this is a travesty of justice, and the next day was like, well, hang on a minute. I mean, Rahm Emanuel was... Wasn't he uh, chief of staff of the Obamas? Yeah. But, I mean, this is... This thing is going to eat itself, and I think you know what? Just let it go. Let's let's see what happens. Because well, already, I guess uh, Empire, the show that he was one of the co-stars of, is tanking. Well, Tim Pool had a video on that. I didn't watch the video. Tim's stuff is pretty good, but I mean, I I want to be I want to be careful of possible clickbait titles and stuff. Well, the USA Today ex Michelle Obama aide says she had a small role in assisting Justice Smollett's family. So there's all kinds of stuff going on behind the scenes. Everybody's going to find out this is fucking dirty as hell. Yeah. But um, pe- oh, yeah, people uh, in general just aren't going to go for it. Did you see Chris Rock went after him? Yeah, that's what I heard. He said, uh, he says, no, you're Jesse, you're Jesse from now on. He goes, the you was out of respect. He goes, no, you're Jesse to me. He goes, yeah, it was, uh, he goes, man, you had it all and you fucked it up with this. And Here we go. Um an ex-Michelle Obama aide said Wednesday she had limited involvement in assisting the Empire actor and uh, actor's family get in touch with the Chicago area's top prosecutor last month. Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox earlier this month released a series of text messages and emails to and from Tina Chen, a prominent Chicago attorney and former chief of staff to Michelle Obama and an unnamed, unnamed Smollett relative. The messages were sent to convey the family's unease with how police were handling the investigation of an alleged attack on the actor at the moment when police were still classifying Smollett as a victim. Um, and so it goes on, but it, it, it's real hinky what's going on. And, and Ron, even Rahm Emanuel go, is going, yeah, this is whitewashing. This is not. Yeah. He's is, told Trump to stay out of it, but, but yeah, it, yeah, that's, it's, it's going to be interesting. To what, Trump has to stay out of this, but Obama can get involved in that, uh, that, uh, cop and the, uh, university professor, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I, if you think. If you think Trump should shut up about this, and he probably should, just to let it happen, then you got to think Obama should shut up about, you know, the Trayvon Martin. Oh, Obama should have shut up about a lot of shit. He he stoked the racial right. fires left and right. But I think the point is, if you think the president should stay out of it, you should. You think the president should stay out of everything, which is fine. But then go by that whole thing. And Rahm Emanuel was, I think he was chief of staff when Obama was saying all that shit. It's like, well, yeah. then shut up. But – this isn't going to go away. This is going to be an albatross around this guy's neck. I don't think he's going to get any It should be the albatross around the media's neck and on the Democrats' I, too. Again, I think there will be fallout from this. I think, you know, when you've got – well, he was supposed to be up for an award at the NAACP Awards, and he flew out to Los Angeles, but then he didn't show up to it. I think somebody got to him and said, you better not show up. Yeah. There. So it's going to be real interesting. To see I just what think happens. it's it's we need to they need to stick with the what this means and the highlight that this this false hate crime stuff that's happening left and right. Can you imagine though if a white guy had come out and said the two black guys attacked him and yeah there'd be people there'd be people wanting his head threw fried chicken at him or yeah, something yeah, like there that. There would I mean, be there would be I mean there would be riots. Oh God, there would be there would be riots. Yeah. So oh well, on that note. Yeah. So I I give him enough rope. Let them hang themselves. We got a whole lot more to talk about, so we're uh, we're gonna make notes and 
Put them on the next show. Now <laughs> we we gotta, won't even tease it because there's too much. We won't, now we, we got to go get to it. film a rotten fish video. Yeah, we did the the surstroming challenge was uh, was accepted and uh, every uh, people listening delivered and gave us over 50 likes on our Facebook page. And Damn so you all. We are doing our surstroming challenge. We're going to eat surstroming and we're going to film it. We're going to put it on, on uh, YouTube and we'll put a link on the Facebook page, right? Do you think we're really going to eat it? We're going to attempt to eat it. We're going to attempt to eat it. I don't even know if we're going to get that far, but we'll try. You at least know what's coming. You've done this before. I've done it before. Oh, God. So, all right. Uh, If you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. Or check us out on Facebook, Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you, bye.